Everybody reach for Instagram. Come and know they for Instagram. They call me like Zena Mistata. Living fake life with cheap data. They back by you. The money not just for you. They back by you. Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of I've Been Thinking About It. My name is Christian, you're with your host of course. Uh, that song was called Audio Money by Rude Boy. Um, today I, I want to talk about social media. I want to talk about social media addiction, um, our relationship uh, with social media as humans. And just a general discussion of basically... The moving, the, the the moving parts within uh, society uh, that have to do with social media and and basically trying to understand how we could as humans better uh, shape our relationship with these platforms because ultimately they are very good platforms, um, but. You hear so much about negative effects of social media and some even go as far as to say, you know, they have torn apart the fabric of society. Um, those are the words of a former Facebook uh, founder. Um, but in my opinion, certain morals like civility, you know, respect, empathy, um, the, that belong in a healthy society. They seem to have no place um, on social media at times, you know. People will post videos of fights, you know, people being shot, people being stabbed, someone getting hit by a bus, you know. Just about anything you could think of, you can find a video of it on the internet and on social media. Uh, now, that is part of the, the reason why social media is so great. You know, we can share pretty much any moment of our lives you know, any story we want to we tell, a book we're working on, music, art, you know, many other um, amazing human creations. We can share these things on social media, you know. Uh, so that is amazing about social media. We never had uh, a technology like that um, in human history, you know. Uh, but... Unfortunately, these media platforms are contributing to a, a slow degradation of our societies, right? Um, so, how, how is that so? Well, people talk about clout, right? People my age, I'm 21 years old, 22 years old, sorry. You know, people my age talk about clout. Now, if you're not familiar with internet culture, clout is attention um, or like, flashing the pan internet fame you know so that's why you see people doing ridiculous pranks you know recording themselves licking ice cream in supermarkets you know running up to people and slapping drinks out their hand all different types of like ridiculous stuff you know um that people call pranks and they're doing it for videos and for content and for you know giggles and laughs right uh no this is all done to get a reaction whether it's positive or negative right it's all about attention 
it's all about how can I get someone to watch what I'm putting out there or how can I get some attention from putting this video out there now I'm 21 years old 22 sorry sorry that's, that's twice now that I messed up but I'm 22 years old right and I could confidently say that most people regardless of age or, or socioeconomic background they also fall victim you know to this uh, type of attention um, sort of seeking right attention seeking basically you know none of us are sort of like immune from it or exempt from from this behavior you know if we actually do have these social media platforms right you know but the lengths that some people will go to for attention you know is actually quite disturbing you know for example there's a, a netflix documentary uh i'm sure some of you might have watched it um it's called i don't fuck with cats no i didn't watch this the the documentary but i read up about it and basically there was a serial killer um that was posting videos so it started off as this random account posting videos of of him killing cats right and it became viral you know a lot of people were watching the videos and you know posting the videos and sharing them etc right so these videos of this guy killing these cats became viral and then the guy proceeded to kill humans right um because he was he was craving that attention um from from that the people were basically giving him from killing cats right no some people might say my it's just a cat you know what i mean but that's another living thing right so why is it okay for him to post videos of killing cats and be viral because of it and then when he kills humans is a problem no it's a problem in both cases right he should not be killing cats on the internet and posting or sorry killing cats and posting them on the internet you know and being viral he sh we should not be giving that type of stuff attention but again this is this is how this is what drives traffic and 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 attention on social media right and i know this is an extreme case but think about what you see people some people in your everyday lives post right or you see them do or in in real life to keep up appearances on social media so that they can be perceived a certain way right likes retweets follows friends comments views all of these are now some sort of social currency um which we as a collective society know value right uh so these features which have become a social currency you know what are what are the the implications of this like be before we didn't have anything like this so we didn't value likes or comments or views or impressions or whatever you want to call it right you know these are completely new to human society um and in fact these these features were literally designed by these social media platforms to trigger a chemical reaction in our brain right so that drug or chemical whatever you want to call it 
it's called dopamine right and and this is naturally produced in human beings you know is released when we eat chocolate if we have sex if we drink some alcohol if we give someone a hug you know it's basically the pleasure drug so if you finish cleaning your room um you know suddenly you will feel pretty good and pretty motivated to do more tasks or maybe not <laughs> but dopamine is the pleasure drug right uh so basically these companies um they're manipulating and literally reprogramming our brains um via these short-term dopamine driven feedback loops right so this would be again likes retweets comments um etc and i want to play a clip from you guys from the former uh well one of facebook's um founders uh, i don't know if he's currently working on facebook anymore but this is what he had to say on the entire topic um what soul searching are you doing right now on that i feel tremendous guilt um i think we i think we all knew in the back of our minds even though we feigned this whole line of like there probably aren't any really bad unintended consequences i think in the back deep deep recesses of our minds we we kind of knew something bad could happen but i think the way we defined it was not like this it literally is a point now where i think we have created tools that are ripping apart the social fabric of how society works that is truly where we are and i would encourage all of you as the future leaders of the world to really internalize how important this is if you feed the beast that beast will destroy you if you push back on it we have a chance to control it and rein it in and it is a point in time where people need to hard break from some of these tools and the things that you rely on the short term dopamine driven feedback loops that we have created are destroying how society works no civil discourse no cooperation misinformation mistruth and it's not an american problem this is not about russian ads this is a global problem so we're in a really bad state of affairs right now in my opinion it is it is eroding the core foundations of how people behave by and between each other um and i don't have a good solution you know my solution is i just don't use these tools anymore I haven't for years. It's created huge tension with my friends. Huge tensions in my social circles. Um if you look at like, you know, my Facebook feed, I probably haven't I posted maybe two times in 7 years. Three times, five times. It's like just it's less than 10. Um and it's weird. I guess I kind of just innately didn't want to get programmed. And so I just turned tuned it out. But I didn't confront it. And now to see what's happening It's really it really it really bums me up. Like think about like there were these examples where um there was a hoax in WhatsApp where um in some like village in India um uh, people were like afraid that their kids were going to get kidnapped etc. And then there were these lynchings that happened as a result where people were like vigilante running around they think they found the person and they I mean I mean seriously No, 
this is coming from one of the creators, both one of the founders of Facebook, right? And you know, he's saying he starts off by saying, you know, I feel tremendous guilt because they knew uh, what they were doing when they were creating these platforms. They knew that the loops that they were creating they were very addicting, and they knew that they had to make the platform as addicting as possible, so that we spend as much time as possible on the platforms um so that as much money can be made uh from from us using platforms right so these platforms are designed you know to be as addicting as possible you know and you know people are spending people are now spending hours every day scrolling you know looking at other people's lives you know watching useless videos and you know simply ignoring their physical lives you know maybe they have you know like a brother or sister or family member that they don't even talk to maybe the family member is going through something they don't even know because they don't check up on them they don't talk to them because you know they know their social media is not really they're not paying attention to that you know it's like they, they tuned into something completely different right and what happens is that you know people have a, a warped sense of reality right because everyone looks happy on instagram right you know people get caught you know people get caught up in in, in materialism you know in longing after other people's lifestyles and affluence right um and in my opinion it is really becoming unhealthy um a very unhealthy situation uh and personally i deleted uh you know my social media accounts uh, a year or so ago um because i felt like too many people that didn't know me or you know didn't have my best interests at heart you know they were seeing into you know my personal lives you know i was never one to post fake stuff or you know you know i, I generally post you know posted stuff that you know was personal to me you know like a picture of my mother a picture of my f and people who didn't know me he didn't they didn't really know me they just follow me whatever they were able to see that you know and i started to become very uncomfortable with it right if i'm being honest right um no i was never w one of these people that would you know overshare you know post 20 times a day you know, I always use social media with a certain discretion, right? But after spending literally half my life using um, social media, you know, I decided to, to give it up. You know, my first social media was probably MSN and I was probably like nine years old, eight years old, right? Um, I remember when my mom created, helped me create my first email and I got on MSN right I, I wasn't 10 years old yet right so I've spent more than half my life on social media on some sort of social media right uh, and I just I decided you know to give it up and it was one of the best decisions I ever made in my life in hindsight you know I had a clearer head you know suddenly I have more free time because I'm not on it, looking at the screen, scrolling, you know. And I experience increased motivation, less anxiety. Uh, 
so it helped me a lot right um but prior to leaving social media i had always researched you know the negative effects of social media and, and tried to guard against them um, and pay attention to you know what experts were saying right but it still had negative effects on me even though i was informed about the potential dangers of social media it still affected me because i was using the platforms right and i know this is not everyone's experience but this is just my my truth my my experience um but i think that a lot of people have similar stories you know and this this is the case for millions of of people around the globe right you know not everyone however is making the connection between you know their social media usage and and increasing their anxiety or an increasing their depression or you know lack of motivation or you know them feeling like they're just not productive or you know the world is maybe passing them by you know look at look at these other people they're, they seem so happy you know they're getting their degrees or they're getting these jobs or whatever and i'm just here you know you know it can be very easy for people to feel like that right and i want to play another clip for you guys um from a, a guy called jaron lanier he's known as a sort of a tech philosopher but he's just really you know someone who works in technology and is very uh has written books on technology and social media and is very um knowledgeable in the field so i'm gonna play a clip from him in terms of society i mean you you, you threw in this you know it's making people depressed but is there any actual evidence for that? Yeah, unfortunately, there's a vast amount of evidence. There have been dozens of studies at this point, um, including studies released by Facebook scientists. So this is uh, this is something we can call a consensus. And and when Facebook releases such things, they say, oh, but we do all these good things too that balance it. But there's there's a general acknowledgement that uh, depression correlates. Uh, the scariest. Uh, example is a correlation between rises in uh, teen suicide and the ri and the rise in use of social media. And so, yes, unfortunately, this is real. But are you sure you can blame it on social media? Is it, is it not just those two things may have happened at the same time for other reasons? Well, here's a distinction we have to make. It's very similar to the problem of global climate change. We can say statistically over the whole population, yes, the correlation is real. And any particular person, of course, we can't. Just as we can't blame any particular storm on global warming. But it's causality, isn't it? Yeah, it, yeah I mean, uh, it is causality, and it's uh, this is something that's very well demonstrated. Uh, so, uh, when the company's own scientists are publishing on, on this topic and come to the same agreement, I think it's time to say this is real. So, again, you know, Facebook, he's saying, you know, Facebook, they're publishing their own studies and saying that they have found, you know, a correlation between increases in anxiety and depression with social media usage. This is coming from Facebook, right? Uh, of course, Facebook owns Instagram and Snapchat as well and other smaller platforms, media platforms, right? Uh, so it's clear to me, you know, that these, these, these platforms and most importantly, the way we use them are making many of us unnecessarily anxious, depressed, or fearful um, of different things, right? 
you know, we are constantly be bombarded with, you know, clickbait headline news, you know, 24-7 all year long, right? Disasters, crises, violent crimes, celebrity gossip, you know, political news, you know, etc. Massive amounts of information are being thrown at us, you know, simultaneously. And we literally cannot process it all. You know, like, we can't process all of that information that is on social media, that we see on social media. We might scroll past it. We might see the headline and read it. But we're not going to click into the article and read every single article. I mean, it is literally impossible, right? So what happens is that social media begins to clutter your brain with junk that you, you actually don't care about, firstly, and that you actually don't need to, to, to be successful in your everyday life, you know? Now, I'm not saying that you just don't um, seek out information and seek out knowledge, right? But the idea is that you can't sit and process all of that information, right? And it's actually doing your brain a huge disservice. Like, we are not we are not robots. At the end of the day, we are human beings, right? Um, so... It, it, it can distract and take away energy um, from us, which we need um, every inch of, right? We already have very stressful lives, right? Um, honestly, life is a fight for survival, if you want to get really deep and philosophical, I guess. But we we have to be wary that, you know, we can't put all our energy in in, in social media. We have to kind of manage our relationship with social media because it is affecting our brain in a negative way right it's unhealthy to to literally sit and try to process all of this information that's coming at us every day you know for like hours a day you know like think about how unhealthy that really is right you know we have to care about the royal family and their issues and then we have to care about this body break up with this body and this thing happened over here that is pointless but you know it's still gonna make news because whatever you know and and honestly it's hard not to feel like social media is just another massive distraction and a hindrance to um, the progress of our, our society if we don't use it correctly right and and people seem to post just about every and anything no you know there's vloggers who post every intimate moment of their lives you know to millions of viewers you know and in my opinion this represents a really disturbing dynamic on social media right so about this whole vlog vlog culture and 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 youtube influencer culture and stuff right people will create fake lives they'll create fake personalities fake lifestyles um, just because they think other people will be liable to watch their videos and they will be able to 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 get attention and and obviously an audience from posting certain things right so youtubers and influencers who crave attention you know they're being supported by millions of people who are willing to watch you know follow and comment on a stranger's life you know or at least what that person chooses to post right so 
it, be, it becomes a real unhealthy dynamic where people become invested in the lives of other people and forget to nurture and value their own life, right? Because I'm so busy watching this guy over here living his best life. Maybe he's a fashion model or whatever, and he's vlogging. You know, and I want to be a fashion model, but I'm sitting here stuck doing accounting um, in my university. But I really want to be traveling the world being a fashion model. And I'm watching this guy on YouTube. And I kind of become infatuated with his life. And I kind of wish that it was my own life. In in maybe subconsciously, right? That is that is a sort of unhealthy dynamic. Um, which this influencer and YouTuber and vlogging culture kind of creates, right? And I know I was pretty much guilty of this at points in my life. You know, which is why I know it affects many of others. Uh, many others out there as well, right? There was a part of my life where, part of time in my life where I loved watching vlogs and watching other YouTubers and really was really invested in what these people had going on, you know, like. Uh, but obviously, I I grew out of that with time. Um, I stopped be, becoming so invested um, and paying so much attention, right? having a sort of healthier relationship with with uh these people's content and their platforms right uh but just to give a perspective of the other side of it the people actually putting out the content right i just want to play a clip so that you guys can understand that this dynamic is unhealthy for both sides so although you may be a huge successful youtuber and you're making all this money and you have all these advertisers and all these brands that want to give you products to, to push on your videos and stuff like that. It can still affect you in a negative way just because of the nature of the relationship, the unhealthiness um, of the relationship that is created by these uh, media platforms, right? So... This is a clip from the Philip DeFranco uh, podcast. He's a, a big YouTuber. And he's interviewing another big YouTuber called Casey. Right? And here's what Casey had to say. I think it's like, you know that like dad catches you smoking so he makes you smoke a carton to make you never smoke again? Sure. I'm like one of the few guys that smoked a carton of social media. Like that four years, three years of sharing every facet of my life broke me in such a way that I'm so hypersensitive to it where it's like most people, it's like, if I don't share this, did it really happen? Mm. And where my head is like, if I share this, I know it didn't really happen because then there's at least some part of me that was experiencing that just so I could share it. That's interesting. And that's an extreme position to take, but that's, again, me, the pendulum swings so far in the other direction. That's why, like, I didn't bring a camera when I went to this really beautiful, cinematic, interesting place. That's yeah. why now, like, when I think about the short videos that I want to make, they're so compartmentalized. So I know that it's not about living my life so I can share it. Instead, it's, like, very deliberately about wanting to make a cool video so I can share that. So... As you can see, this is this is someone who was very successful, making a lot of money from doing YouTube. You know, he was posting, you know, vlogs and about his family. He had his family in it. You know, he had his children, obviously. 
um so he was very much open with his life um on his youtube videos right and people loved it you know they they absolutely ate it up right he became a huge successful star right but he still had challenges with his mental health you know due to this unhealthy relationship that so these social media platforms can create right now just imagine the effects that these platforms can have on the on a young develop um developing brain right of a child right you know and what i want to say about this specific point as well too right regarding children there's there's the argument that follows that those born into you know the social media era they will be better equipped to you know deal with addiction um social media addiction and basically the overall negative effects of social media right so this argument is based on on the assumption that because you know the younger people they don't know any life without it meaning social media that it will not be such a big challenge to them right um but the research that others have done and that i have done you know it doesn't really seem to support that argument you know and make that argument very convincing right um I think that it's clear, you know, that as a society, we ought to be drastically changing our relationship with these platforms, right? If those in Silicon Valley who created and, and profited massively from, from platforms are having regrets about their creations, are having regrets about the benefits to society um, that these creations are supposed to, to give, right? And if these people are leading this the discussion and encouraging people to seriously consider changing their relationship with social media you know it says a whole lot um it says a, it, it's it's very profound in in my opinion right and this is another reason why capitalism is very much a failed system right again profit is is being placed before the health and the best interests of the working class people right all of this is to constantly bombard people with ads and products to make you click right um to make you um go on this website and you know scroll and look at all these dresses and pants or whatever right and and this is a very key point right because social media companies are free and they're only free because we are the products you know we are the products that they sell advertisers and other companies you know they pay billions of dollars to promote their products on these social media platforms because of us because we are addicted to these platforms and we spend a lot of time on them so these companies literally have 24 7 access to us via our phones right via our social media accounts right and what happens is these companies you know they sell our data to other companies who build a, a, a digital profile of each of us so that they can know exactly what ads to send our way right um, and this is a quite interesting topic uh, uh, regarding like big data and privacy and what we should do uh, with managing 
uh, corporation's ability to sell our data and whether or not we should be paid for them to use our data I think so I I mean by me using the platform I'm creating the digital uh, footprint and then you're selling my digital footprint to other companies so that means that I'm worth something so you have to pay me for that and you should pay everyone for that but that's a whole different topic right and I, I I'm pretty much sure that I'm gonna be doing an episode giving my opinions and thoughts on big data and privacy and such in the future, right? But my point here is that these social media platforms, for the most part, have now turned into another means of exploiting the population economically, right? And and this is capitalism 101, right? Uh, but I want to play the last clip of this podcast, um... And is a clip from the Joe Rogan pro- podcast, and he had uh, a C- a tech company CEO um, on his podcast speaking about the same topics that we covered uh, in in this podcast episode. So here we go. Modern life, we're so free, everything's become atomized. We stand alone. You live in your apartment alone. You live in your house alone. Your parents don't live nearby. Your friends don't live nearby. You don't have any tribal meaning you don't believe in religion anymore you don't believe in country anymore it's fine you got a lot of freedom it's fantastic but now when they come to attack you you're alone and you Mm -hmm. can't resist so how do they attack you it's all well-meaning i don't fault capitalism i love capitalism but look at how it happens social media they've massaged all the mechanisms to addict you like a skinner's pigeon or a rat who's just gonna click 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 can't put the phone down the food they've taken sugar and they've weaponized it they've put it into all these different forms and varieties that you can't resist eating drugs right they've taken pharmaceuticals and plants and they've synthesized them they've grown them in such a way that you can't you get addicted you can't put them down porn right if you're a young male you wander around the internet It'll like sap away your libido and you're not going out in real life society anymore because you've got this incredibly stimulating stuff coming at you. Video games, another way to addict people. So you have this, you have entire large factories of people that are working to addict you to these things and you stand alone. So the modern struggle as an individual is learning how to resist these things in the first place, drawing your own boundaries and there's no one there to help you. No, as you can see, a key point that he touched on there was that we have to learn to draw our own boundaries and this is what i've basically been trying to get at throughout the whole podcast right in my ranting and raving right but it's simple you know we have to do we have to do better in terms of drawing boundaries with these platforms right because it's clear in my mind um that we must push back um, against this exploitation you know by seriously self-reflecting you know monitoring our behavior um, as it relates to these social media platforms and generally observing and paying attention to the reasons why we post certain things why we look at certain things or what motivates us to pick up our phone and scroll and you know the more uh, sort of self-aware that we become 
I feel like the better we'll be able to um, deal with the negative consequences, you know, that come from uh, social media addiction, basically. Um, and, you know, I'm not going to lie and say that I don't enjoy social media and I don't enjoy technology, right? Um, these are great tools that, that can and are currently being used um, to bring a whole lot of positive changes in society. This podcast is the perfect example of that social media technology and trying to bring positive messages uh, to people right but we must be very real with ourselves you know when it comes to the massive challenges that these platforms raise um, for us as global citizens so this has been another episode that I've been thinking about it my name is Christian Yearwood thank you for listening I would also like you to share this podcast leave a review if you feel to Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at IBTBI Podcast. That is IBTBI Podcast. Peace out. Thank you.